2: Whoa! Fri-yay. woo! It's not
1: Fri-yay. No, I know, and it's a problem to be honest. <laughs> because we we recorded last week's podcast due to a chain of events, it was late, and we recorded it on Friday. Yeah. Now it's Tuesday. Yeah. Nothing's happened to me.
2: Oh, I wasn't. Hasn't been enough days saying here. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Often when there are seven days, nothing's happened to yeah. me. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got nothing. To to the extent that I thought about saying i feel so distressed about holly willoughby that um i think we should take a night off the podcast and just out of respect
2: why what's happened
1: she's left this morning she hasn't yes you're
2: joking no, i not no how, why don't i know this
1: it was breaking news when you arrived why
2: didn't you tell me just
1: thought it'd make good content for the podcast
2: <laughs> why is that's she... how little i have why is she left
1: don't know Wow. It was breaking news. Wow! Sky had a reporter. What's, why is it breaking outdoors news? somewhere?
2: I mean, I was interested. Let's face yeah, yeah, it; yeah, there yeah. was no hiding the fact that I was interested. Just yes. Um, wow. So
1: I really don't know if we should. Be, I wonder if the thing to do would be just to say that people need time to process and grieve. Mm. Uh, maybe we'll just skip this week and come back next week.
2: <laughs> so I'm not sure we're going to get away with that. No.
1: I would sometimes use tragic events uh, as as a way of getting extra time off work. Yes. Death of Diana, two weeks. Two
2: weeks. Yeah. There, there were days when I was so short on stuff that I must admit that I prayed for a senior yeah. royal to <laughs> maybe not die. I'd
1: sometimes say to the boss, I just think, you know, it'd be more respectful if we weren't on the <laughs> <laughs> end. Yeah. Just let people give them some time to sit with the news. They, they don't mm. need us no. clowning around. No
2: clowns. <laughs> clowning,
1: yeah. um, But it's not going to wash with you. Nah. Okay, how about this? Do you know what day it is today? Mm, well,
2: no, yeah, I do know what day it is. Well, you it know is. it's not
1: Friday, because no. we've already discussed yeah. that. It's Tuesday. But, but it is, but do you know what today is? What? It's World Mental Health Day.
2: Is it? Do you think out of
1: all the people, if anybody should be getting a day off for World Mental Health Day, it should be me. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: sorry, sorry. It is
1: like my Christmas.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you've not already asked.
1: Yeah. So... I, th- I think on on religious grounds, I should be allowed to
2: take <laughs> because it is your religion. Yes, yeah. yes. In in many mm. ways, it is. Yeah.
1: So here we are. I've not got very much. So so what I then started doing in desperation, yeah. was going onto news websites. Oh, okay. And thinking maybe something, and then the news will jog, jog a jog a little conversation topic, but we conversation nice for icebreaker is what mm. I thought.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Now, have you um
2: have you been to London recently? I would like to say that I live in London. No, I know you'd
1: like to say that. But your financial system <laughs> circumstances don't allow it, so you live in I live in, in S- Z- Zone 4. Oh, London. is there a Zone 4? There is a Zone 4, yes.
2: It wow. goes up to Zone 6, actually. <laughs> I'm not in Zone 6 or 5, I'm in Zone 4. I
1: know. Just um, just, uh, just, a bit of banter, isn't it? But if
2: I'm honest, I haven't been up West for a long <laughs> time. Like Sharon
1: and Michelle in East yeah, Enders. Yeah,
2: I do like saying I'm going up West. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, let me tell you something. There is in London mm. a problem on the underground, the tube, with bed bugs? Oh, it's
2: all I can think about. What? I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm so worried about bed bugs. I'm so worried about it. Tell me it to I you. just know I'm gonna catch them and bring them home. I just know it. And then what would happen? Then they'd multiply. And then what would happen? They'd bite me. And then I'd have to like get some like infestation expert round. Yeah, and then they'd get rid of them. That'd be the end. Yeah, I'm quite worried. <laughs> <laughs> Because
1: I'll be honest, Mm. an ongoing problem in my marriage Mm. is Sarah and I go to bed Mm. and then anywhere between 20 minutes and and an hour later, Mm. she decamps up into the loft.
2: Because she's had enough of you.
1: Yes, usually my snoring, Mm. but she's got some whole sleep anxiety thing. And then when she leaves the room, I get lonely because I think it's nice to... It's like, it's one of the reasons I, I think, and I know not everybody thinks this, I think it's like one of the reasons you get married.
2: Mm, but then I think it's one of the reasons why I don't want to get married anymore. <laughs> a lot of people have a sleep divorce now. It's where, you, it's where you just sleep, sleep in different... I think it sounds like a good idea. I, think, I, I hate it. Oh, I really hate I, it. I'm seriously considering it. I like being in a real pile like a, like puppies. Do you? I oh, it. I can't think of anything worse. Oh, yeah. No, no one can touch me in the night. No so, way. So, well, this, Sarah's
1: exactly the same. Ugh. So what happens is she, she just wants, because of my snoring or her anxiety, she wants her own space and she comes up here and sleeps in the loft. Right. And then when she does that, I then can't sleep oh because I'm very codependent. Yeah. And I like, even if it's a t- tiny part, like a little, little toe or something, just be touching, touching her. Then I feel settled and I, I find <laughs> it hard to settle in the bed on my own. Oh. And that's why I go feral when she goes away. Right. And I don't sleep and I'm up till all hours. So I was thinking it could solve my problems. Because imagine if it'd be like a party in the bed every night. <laughs> Me and the bedbugs all snuggled up. You're seeing the bedbugs as company.
2: Yeah. Have you ever thought about getting a dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because really, I think that's what you yeah. want. Yeah. yeah.
1: We hear from the drifters.
2: Oh yes! First of all, from Kirsty, and this is in, in a new series that we started a few weeks ago of uh, people that you know who are the least driftery people in the world. Yes. I'm enjoying this, like the, the most undriftery like people. I have a friend who is the least drifted person I know. She's not someone I see often, but we are comfortable enough that I will happily go to a gig with her without needing others to be there. We were attending a gig in London. It was unallocated seating and when we arrived, the queue was around the corner. When we went in, there were lots of people sitting, but the odd gap here and there and plenty of seating further back that I would have sat in. But no, I was not with a drifter. I watched in horror as my friend went to the front and spoke loudly down the road to ascertain if spaces were taken and then instructed everyone to move down until there was space for us. What? What? She then motioned me down to sit. The people behind us were angry because they hadn't thought to do this, but thankfully just muttered quietly. We sat down and had an amazing view at an amazing gig. I will have to make sure. She now <laughs> attends every gig I ever go to.
1: That's great. It's like, you know, sometimes you get um, siblings and one doesn't speak and just gets the other one to do all the socialising for it. Yeah. I think that's where you all need non-drifter friends <laughs> yes, for that purpose. yes,
2: yes. And this is from Lisa. She says... bit backstory on Lisa, first of all. I've been listening to you both since 2004, except for a short interruption when they blocked your show on Apple Radio in the US. I've listened to all of your shows since then.
1: That's really nice, 2004. That was when you were pushed to the brink of breakdown when we were doing the radio show from Portugal (gasps) during the football.
2: Oh, that was tough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was Euro 2004, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so that's when she started. Maybe she probably didn't start then. That wouldn't have been the best time for someone in America to start listening, maybe. I don't know.
1: We did a breakfast show, it depends where they are in America and did they I can't remember if there were podcasts of those shows, No, maybe there were. Is really? It? I think so. Wow I think I, think, I mean it's, it's it's a footnote, but I think we our old breakfast show that me and Pete did that you worked on, um, it was the first podcast of a daily radio show in the UK.
2: Wow. Yeah. I thought it was the late night show. It was the breakfast show. No,
1: so but yes. So the breakfast show was, but then it was as podcasts in, it started to become a thing, not like they are now, but the late night show caught on a little bit amongst mm. podcast listeners who had been breakfast show listeners, but didn't stay up to listen. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was that. But I always think of 2004. And I'm sure if I went back and looked at what we did in 2004, there were loads of great things. But I, I think of that as the miserable year.
2: Mm. You're very good at remembering what happens in years. You could have gone to be 2004 and gone, uh, <laughs> "What happened?" <laughs> Lisa goes on. I've never shared a story before. What in nearly 30 years, 20 years, 20 years. But since I was listening to the podcast on my walk this afternoon, a memory from about 15 years ago came screaming back to the front of my mind as I walked past our local Subway sandwich shop. A little background before I share my story. I'm from Toronto and currently live here, but in my 20s I moved to New York. Despite the fact that both countries speak English, there are many words we use differently in Toronto versus New York. Uh A simple example is we say cola for drinks like Coca-Cola or Pepsi, whereas New Yorkers say soda.
1: Right. Oh, so cola is a catch-all for fizzy drinks? I don't... Is it? That's really interesting. We used to call them when I was a kid and I, I I don't even think... Um, anybody outside of the northwest did this. Minerals.
2: Minerals. Yeah. There used to be a thing
1: like the milk float, but it was just fizzy drinks that come on on Saturday and it was the mineral man. Oh,
2: that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like minerals. minerals. There are countless examples. So when I first moved to New York, it was as if I was learning a different language. I was always mixing up words and New Yorkers never, if ever, let me get away with it. Most times they'd impatiently ask me what I really wanted, only for me to stumble as I try to find the right words. There are also plenty of times I was laughed at or asked to repeat something so they could imitate my Canadian accent. Except one time. As terrible in the moment as it was to be called out for a mistake, it happens so often that no memory sticks in my mind. So, when someone politely tries to ignore your mistake, it's mortifyingly life changing. So, here we go. I was probably three or four years into living in New York. I'd recently started a new company that had offices near Bryant Park. We always ate lunch at our desks, but that day I had to run out to grab a sandwich at Subway. I'm in the elevator heading back up to my desk with my sandwich. I'm joined by two men that worked at our company, but I had yet to meet. The more senior gentleman pipes up and asks, where can I find the Subway around here? In reply... I spent the next few minutes explaining where he could catch all the different subways in the area. If memory serves, there are at least eight different lines accessible at three different stations in that area. I remember being so proud of myself in that moment. I was finally helping someone else. Maybe I was starting to become a New Yorker, but something wasn't right. When I finished speaking, nobody said anything and I couldn't understand the strange glances passing between the two men. A moment later, we all stepped off the elevator and went to our desks to eat our lunches. I couldn't shake what went wrong in the elevator. I played it over and over in my mind as I unwrapped and ate my sandwich. It finally dawned on me when my cubicle neighbour stuck his head into my space and said, Subway, right on, I love Subway. He wasn't asking me about the trains, what we call subways in Toronto. He was asking me where he could find the sandwich shop. I went on for minutes talking about the N and the R trains and the longer walk to the 1, 3 and E. Worse, I thought I was finally starting to fit in. I was so embarrassed. I was almost sick. I ended up throwing away my sandwich and I've never eaten one again. To this day, the very distinct smell of subway, the sandwich shop, makes me gag. And even though I'm back in Toronto and our underground trains are called subways, I always and will likely forever call them trains so I can never mistaken them for the sandwich shop again.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Send us yours, please. Especially if there was a moment where you thought, this is it, I'm getting the hang of it. (laughs) Only to understand that. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle? Yes. How is that sub stack of yours?
2: Oh, thanks for asking. This week, mm. it is. Mm. Will she remember? She was only writing it today, so it'd be weird if she'd forgotten. Here it is. It's come back to me. It is. Oh, God, the ways I try and make strangers like me. It's so pathetic. I hate myself. And stuff about smiling that I found that's very weird. And why do I feel this need? What I do? Oh, it's all just an ugly mess. If you want to see inside the ugly mess of my head, join me on my Substack, .substack annabelport.substack.com or look up Bit Weird Quite Normal or just Google my name. You can find me somewhere, I'm sure of it.
1: And do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult?
2: I do. A few small bits. What I like to call a snacky dinner of dysfunctionality. So first one. I was watching or reading something recently, I can't remember what, and it made me think about when. You know when someone comes round in hospital after an operation or being unconscious Mm. and their family are waiting outside and the nurse says to them, "Okay, you can go in now, but just one at a time. I would say, for me, if I'm in that hospital bed, two visitors is much less tiring and stressful for me. Like it's much less heavy lifting conversation-wise because it's spread out over three people, not two. Yes. So I was thinking, like an organ donor card, I think there should be a card that says this is what you want. I mean, perhaps it could just be an option on the organ donor card. We shouldn't have to carry around a whole wallet full of cards about what we want to happen to us in certain situations. But like maybe... There could be a drifter card. It could be a signal to everyone. Like, you know, you can have those neon leaves for dogs which say like anxious or nervous dog, I need some space on them. So you know what you're getting, like, you know, to keep away from them and keep your dog away. Yes. Like some version of that for a drifter.
1: Yes, maybe like the old handkerchief system that uh, gay men oh. used to have to um, oh, use. Oh, they,
2: they stopped doing that. Well, I think, it, I think
1: it was to do with criminality, wasn't it?
2: Oh, fine. Well, that's great. Then. <laughs>
1: but then, then I think like, they really you know, took a bad situation and ran with it because it was a flamboyance with different mm. handkerchiefs and um, different pockets and combinations would mean different predilections.
2: Well, there we go. I and mean, it's probably better than my idea of being kept on neon leads. That's <laughs> not ideal. But like if you blurt something out and say something terrible or just blunder or don't want to make small talk, you could just hold up your card or show your drifter lanyard or what about those medical ID bracelets? I mean, I yes. might be getting carried away now. I think I might move mm. on. Or you could just like touch it here in a certain way or something. Yeah. A little signal. Yeah. Oh, do you remember the Jeff, so- the Jeff Show secret sign?
1: I do, yeah. It was a peace and love sign with one hand and <laughs> thumbs up with the other. <laughs>
2: Uh. oh that's nice no one's yeah. ever done that to me no. you know it's
1: just like Ringo and Paul isn't it the thumbs oh McCarty the thumbs combo up and,
2: yeah okay next bit of your snacky dinner yes I went through a phase of working in cafes because it meant I wasn't in my bedroom day and night but I've had to stop because of my extreme oh you didn't get a job in cafes <laughs> right, yeah. no 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 yeah. oh, sorry no doing like my like yes. work because of my extreme nosiness I just can't stop eavesdropping on conversation. But it's worse than that because I find myself, and this is shameful, I find myself listening to what they're saying, and no matter how boring it is, then using Google to find out more about it or them. Oh, yeah, I do that. Do you? Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so shameful. Are you ashamed of yourself? No. Can you, do, have you got any examples? I mean, I did one recently where I was listening to some mums talk and then I'm on Google trying to work out what school their kids go to. Like, what is wrong with That's not even interesting. I just can't help yeah, no, myself. You know,
1: like I'll see somebody with, um, I don't know, a, a, with a work laptop and it's got a sticker with the name of the firm they work for <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah, Googling yeah, it yes, and then looking yeah. at our people and then try to find them. Oh, my God. Bob is an active father of three. And it's not, well as, and it's not yeah. interesting. So why are we doing no, it? No, I don't know.
2: Oh, that's something so... to do, though, isn't it? It's a distraction, isn't yeah. it? It's like, yeah. Why are we doing anything? Exactly. So now I'm just work at home in my bedroom again, where all I can hear is the sound of my own size. So that's much better for me. <laughs> last thing. I can't stop thinking about what you said about toothbrushes last week. Oh, God. I've been, I wish I hadn't. I've been telling everybody. I'm just so fascinated. <laughs> if you didn't hear that, it was about how there's three members of your family and you have three toothbrushes in the bathroom, but they don't belong to anyone in particular.
1: It's like, imagine no possessions. It's easier <laughs> if you try. <laughs>
2: It's like, yeah, it's, it's a communist state of toothbrushes yes. in your bathroom. Yes. And they only last about 10 days. That's not my fault. No, no, you've you made that clear. What percentage of families do you think that's the same for, the, where they have just communal toothbrushes?
1: Ooh, like less than five. You think
2: less than 5%? Yeah, wow, maybe like less that's than That's generous. Three. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tom, I've mentioned before, it's got some weird stuff going on with toothbrushes, but yes. I do, this pales into insignificance. But I've said before that he went through a phase of putting two different toothpaste on the brush so he can get benefits of both. I caught him doing something the other day with his toothbrush, which shocked me. And I wondered how you felt about it. So he'd spilt some toothbrush dribble on his top. If that was me, I'd take it off and then run it under the tap. Or maybe sponge it if it was a light stain. Not Tom. He used his toothbrush like a scrubbing brush to remove it. In a way, it makes perfect sense because it's toothbrush. self And it's a toothpaste. In every other way... Disgusting. What do you think? This this isn't the first time this has happened. I've said this before. Yeah, he's done it
1: before. Yeah, definitely scrubbing his own. I'll tell you why I remember it. No, because I then brought it. I had nothing to talk about on the other podcast. You know, the Ed Milliband one. Oh, really? And I tried to bring it up to Ed. To to get him to say how weird it was, that then could come back to you and so you can tell Tom. No, and, and he would he would not he would not rise to it. He it could does. tell that was I was trying to oh, really? um, goad him into something. It does sort
2: of make sense. Okay, oh, I didn't realize he'd done it more than once. Yes, so it could say it's a, it's a, it's a habit, yes. a trait. What do you think's weird, weirder, you or him?
1: I think he is okay. Because doesn't he also like tape his mouth closed at night? Yeah, yeah,
2: that yeah. Okay, so there is that. Okay. <laughs>
0: Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at Bluenile.com for $50 off. Bluenile.com code LISTEN.
1: Oh, I remember something did happen to me. It's tiny. Oh, go on. But beggars can't be choosers. Mm. Went to meet two friends for a semi-work cup of tea in a restaurant the other day. Mm-hmm. I got there first so that I could use the toilet. But then put me in a very difficult position. They said, would you like to sit inside or outside?
2: Oh, so you're making the decision for the group. I don't want, yeah. I don't want that responsibility. Yeah, that's very
1: stressful. I can't just stay in the toilet.
2: No, well, you probably could. I probably should <laughs> yeah, have done Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah. awful.
1: So I said, I think, I think maybe outside. And then the woman said, oh, no, I don't think you should. It might rain.
0: What? Why did she ask there, you there wasn't, know, Firstly,
1: yeah, exactly. And then secondly, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. So then because it was a nice day, when they arrived and I was in this dark restaurant oh, during no, the day, no. I looked strange. Yeah, yeah. And I had to explain that I'd been bullied into <laughs> s- sitting inside. And I, I, there was a lot to I feel that they didn't believe me. Mm, mm. So that's uh, that's the single thing that's happened to me. Okay. Oh, something, something I've been wondering about, So for, and I, I know you're sick of hearing about this, for some reason I'm not seeing out of these glasses very well. Remember I had cataracts, then I had to get new lenses. Mm. And, and basically, I don't know if it's that they're not sitting right on my face, but I'm constantly having to kind of squint and puff my cheeks out a little bit so it knocks the glasses up. And I So oh, I'm moving through the world with this expression on my face. Not good, is it? No,
2: it's not. It's not at all. Are you going to Just, do anything about this? I think my face might stick like that. There was a, could you get, I don't know, new glasses?
1: You, the amount of money I paid for lenses in these glasses, oh. even though it's the wrong prescription. Oh, my God. But it's like a £1,000 or something. What? Yeah, because I've got, you know, my eyes are what they are and they're very focals. Like, I, I, I can't change... My lenses until I've had my money's worth out of them, even though I can't see.
2: Wow. Yeah. I'm interested in what you prioritise in your life. <laughs> and being able to see is obviously lower down than it would be for some people. No,
1: I, I hate not being able to see. Well, yeah, and cause... I'm constantly squinting and trying to push my glasses up with my cheeks. Could like you? I'm not, in a I... contest. What you
2: need to do is um do Blue you... no, no, li... well, actually. But I was thinking more little folds of Toilet paper. Yeah, it nice
1: that pa- it? Pad-
2: Well just do like very mini ones. Pad it up. Something. So it a- pushes it up. Ah, I'm
1: not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna walk around looking ridiculous except for my ridiculous face. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: know it
1: I know it's cutting my nose off to spite my face, but I just can't bring myself to go and buy new lenses. Okay. After having spent all that money on new lenses. I do understand. Um all right, I've exhausted everything that's happened to me. Oh. <laughs> we're, back to, uh, we're back to the news. Oh, great.
2: Okay, go, go for it. Okay. Go on. Okay.
1: Screen grabbed a news article here. Mm hmm. It's uh, from the science pages of the Times. Oh. Majority of world's unnamed plants at risk of extinction. The vast majority of the world's plants that have not even been named yet are probably threatened with extinction. Scientists have calculated. That begs the question: Would you miss them if like, no one's even bothered to give them a name?
2: It's it's almost like we don't actually know they're there. We're just guessing. That's yeah. what it seems like yeah. to me.
1: Or that plant is so unremarkable mm. that even a vain person who'd want a plant named after them yeah, yeah. doesn't doesn't bother giving it one. Like even with the plants that have names, and I tend not to know the names. Even with plants that have names, I get. As long as there was some greenery. Mm.
2: Here's,
1: here's what I'm not bothered about. Mm-hmm. Variety of greenery. I just want it to be green. Okay. I don't care how they get there.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. With, I like a, don't like some
1: flowers. Love some trees. Mm-hmm. But mm, shrubs, green leafy plants.
2: You're not interested. You, you want there to be some green, but you don't really care what shape those leaves no, could be, could are. Be, Is that ast- what you're saying?
1: Yeah. could be astroturf for as far as... Oh, I'm... no, come on. No, not astroturf, but... Um, I, I think it serves us right if we've not even bothered to name those plants. Yeah. Then may, maybe they're flouncing off. Maybe. Maybe that explains the extinction. What else? Oh yeah, this um, same newspaper. I'm doing it on my phone. I didn't go to the newsagents <laughs> or the library in a in a panic. Um, just type in I think into my computer. Right, this one. Um, The number of people going to A&E with minor complaints has jumped in the past year. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So, got some numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. People with coughs rose 47%, 322,500. That that, that makes sense. probably a lot of people still nervous about... COVID in the wake of all that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. I I've got no problem with that. Those people that are alright by me. Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. Wasting any time with the <laughs> cuffs. Um nosebleeds rose by 20%. Interesting that that number would go up.
2: Yeah, why? More people are having nosebleeds and more people be, being nervous about nosebleeds. Yeah. Maybe more people nervous, are having dramatic. Nervousness, dramatic nervousness, nosebleeds.
1: Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, earache up, back ache up, nausea up, insomnia. What? I know. I don't think that's an A&E situation. Don't
2: people know that A&E is hell on earth? Do they not realise it? It's like the last place I'd go Insomnia's to. Insomnia
1: is hell on earth, isn't it? At least you've got something to look at and a vending machine in A&E. Mm-hmm. Anyway, am building up to this. Okay. Hiccups cases rose from 794 to 819.
2: <laughs> Eight hundred and... Nineteen. Wow. I can only
1: imagine <laughs> those are 819 people who've never had hiccups before. What's that thinking, happening? What the <laughs> hell is going on here? My body is doing the weirdest thing. I'm possessed by the devil. <laughs> like, nobody who's had hiccups before, once you think, oh, it's hiccups, it presumably happens yeah. You know, while while you're still in short trousers.
2: Yeah, yeah. I and know. you've never seen anyone else have them before. Like, it's this entirely yeah. new thing yeah. to you.
1: Yeah, that those 819 people, the only explanation is, for some reason, they've got late-onset hiccups. They've, they've managed to get through adult <laughs> life or into adult life without having had it. It
2: must be, if you think about it, though. Like, if you have never had it before and you never knew they existed, it would freak you out.
1: Oh, yeah. The thing I think about a lot is um first time Sarah came to visit me in London, because we were in this long-distance relationship. Uh, we went for a walk in Hyde Park, and it was, I think, early summer, spring, and she was wearing shorts, and her leg brushed against the nettle. Oh, stinging nettle. And she wanted to go to A&E. <laughs> oh, my God. And I said, oh, you, maybe we should look for a dock leaf first. But
2: <laughs> it, it does really hurt. Yeah, and a
1: dock leaf doesn't work, of course. No,
2: no. But it is. It, when, it, when it happens, you're always surprised. Wow, I'd forgotten how bad this is, but you're yes. not going to A&E. Yeah. She actually wanted to go to A&E. Yes,
1: and, and I sort of made fun of her. But again, it's like the hiccups. If that has never happened yeah, to yeah, you yeah, in your yeah. life, like, yeah. what? What's going on? What? Where's my body jolting?
2: <laughs> yes, that must be so weird.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm, um, I know what I'm going to do the next time I can't sleep because Sarah's decamped to the loft.
2: Go to A&E? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
2: Wondering Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problem Attic. First one is from Sophie. I'm currently sitting at the bar in a hip restaurant. What is the least scary way to ask for the Wi-Fi password? I want to ask in a way that says, can I have the password? But also, is it for customers? And if not, then never mind. I never wanted it anyway. <sighs> How does she do that? That's it. I always find that extremely difficult. I Even though... The, I know it's fine to ask the Wi-Fi password and often it is for everyone. I hate asking. I just feel that it's a terrible inconvenience and they're annoyed at me and they think I'm just there for the Wi-Fi. How, how do you ask for it in a good way? Well, I tend not to.
1: I don't even like, you know, you know sometimes they will have it on a laminated thing near the counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like you look like an amateur. If you're noticeably looking for it, so you have to kind of look for it surreptitiously.
2: Do you mean an amateur? Because your your laptop should already be like connecting to it because you've been there loads of times before. I don't
1: know. It's like to to me, there's some similar similarity with needing to ask where the toilets are in a yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, just first timer, are you a rube from yeah. the sti- from the sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it feels like yeah. asking for the Wi-Fi password. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so what you tend to just use 4G and just like yeah, drain tether, your data. Tether. Yeah.
1: I have a lot of data. Oh, I want do. a very you? good plan.
2: Unlimited. Yeah. You show off.
1: What, what, I've had to, you know, you prioritize
2: that. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. That don't drink. That's true. Yeah. I'm not judging you. Sounds like you are. A no, little no. Guy. I've got five gigabytes. I'm I'm proud of that. How well, long does that last you? What, a week? I don't <laughs> know. It could probably last me a year, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so you find it so bad, you're just not even going to do it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather go without the internet than.
2: Cause I feel like they get some
1: kind. There's some kind of mental victory they get over you by you asking for. Especially if it's like, oh, we, we don't have public Wi-Fi. Like you, unso- you're an unsophisticate. We don't want people you're here he- sitting all day. Uncouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't want people on the internet. So
2: I don't know. The best places are where they just have it on the table, like very in plain sight. They're the best places. Go no, to those places.
1: Best places. Wi-Fi. No password.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we don't really have an answer there. No, it's all it's, we sympathise. We empathise. I mean,
1: we're not here to sympathise and empathise. We are no. here to provide an answer. Well,
2: get unlimited data yeah. or go to somewhere where yeah. it's free. Yeah, make, make some significant cuts
1: to your spending mm. in other areas. Yeah. So you can have the same kind of magnificent data plan as
2: I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Kate. Sorry, Katie. First, I want to apologise as I'm constantly experiencing scenarios I want to ask you about in Quandary Corner, but never manage to write them down while they're fresh, and constantly walking around thinking, "What was that thing I was going to write in Jeff and Annabelle about?" But this scenario just occurred last night, and I chose to riff to Reunish. Drifter, drifterishness. What the hell? What drifter, drifterishness? Why am I saying that so weirdly? I don't know. I don't know. Drifterishness. Are you okay,
1: needs <laughs> to go to A and
2: Drift. Imagine that was on the list next year. One person <laughs> unable to say drifterishness.
1: See, I'd, I'd be worried that you'd had a stroke or something. But there are so many people like clogging up the system with their cars.
2: <laughs> drifter, drifterishness. That's Can it, you didn't smell it. Toast. Drifter. <laughs> no, drifterishness over health and well-being my son and I are staying with my in-laws in quotes as my partner and I are not married as an aside I'd love to know how you refer to Tom's parents Annabelle great question
1: yeah I think you just call her uh, you say Tom's mum and Tom's dad don't you but
2: yeah sometimes I sort of go mother-in-law but not really but like to their faces, you don't call, don't call them mum or anything like that. Well, yeah,
1: this this is the whole thing, is that you don't ever, you, you're only ever using those phrases. To other people. Yeah, and... when you're sort of talking in the third person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you can say what you like, they'll never know.
2: I think you can say mother-in-law
1: if you're not married. No. You think
2: you can't? No. Yeah. It's disrespecting. It's disrespecting the fact that say marriage. Oh, my God. I
1: don't care about marriage at all. But? Until I got married and then I think. Look, I've had to suffer to get the privilege of <laughs> using that phrase. Uh, Put your money where your mouth is.
2: All right. Fair enough. Back to this. This scenario. Oh, sorry. Where am I?
1: There was a scenario? A scenario.
2: Oh. oh, while my partner, so her partner's on a work trip, her and her son are staying with her in-laws. In quotes. My, in quotes, father-in-law, invite, it's just easier rather than keep on going my partner's father. It's not that much easier. My father-in-law invited a friend around for dinner and was excited to cook up a new Jamie Oliver pasta dish he discovered. I am gluten intolerant and after several years of being part of the family, my in-laws have finally figured out what that means. Yes, I can eat cheese. No, I can't eat croissants. And have been angels about buying gluten-free food and often surprised me with little gluten-free cakes they picked up just for me, angels. For this week, my fa- for this meal, my father-in-law bought several boxes of gluten-free tagliatelle. The friend came by and I walked into the kitchen to join them for dinner, just as my father-in-law was putting the finishing touches on the tagliatelle. What are you pouring over the pasta? I asked, bracing for the answer. Breadcrumbs, he said. Is that OK? I stared blankly at him for a while, wondering what to say, inwardly thinking, Of course breadcrumbs are not OK. <laughs> not really, I replied meekly. There was no other option for dinner. He was so excited about this new dish, so proud. His lovely friend was there and everybody was ready to tuck into a nice dinner. I assess potential damages. After more than a decade of being gluten-free, I have to admit I'm still a little fuzzy on what the damages are. Multiple doctors have told me to steer clear and that gluten will damage my digestive system, but I never really have an immediate strong reaction. Still, I avoid it because a damaged digestive gluten d- digestive system does not sound like fun. We can just pick the breadcrumbs out of yours, my father-in-law offered. Not wanting to make a fuss, I said, Oh, okay knowing, of course, that removing a heavy smattering of breadcrumbs from a creamy tagliatelle would be impossible. I made an effort to pick out a few, but otherwise crunched away on the nice toasty breadcrumbs, enjoying the pasta significantly more than the side dish of anxiety that had come with it. What do you think would have been the best way to handle the situation? I did have a minor stomach ache afterwards, but nothing terrible. I assume my digestive system is still intact for the moment, but who's to say?
1: Here's what I think you should do. Get a second medical opinion.
2: Oh come on! She said multiple doctors. Mm. You, you're, you're so you're not giving answering the question that she needs. You're questioning whether she's gluten intolerant. She doesn't need that. She I have, I feel that uh,
1: some people are gluten intolerant, mm. and then the way that manifests itself is terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think those people must stay clear of the gluten hmm there's a whole other section of people mm-hmm. who at different stages of their life there's something and gluten intolerance tends to be the latest and the greatest of them all mm-hmm. right
2: mm-hmm. but they tend not to be people who've seen multiple doctors would that be fair to say and who and who say that there could be damage to your digestive system
1: and I, I need to know more about these doctors
2: what you're saying is like Dr. Gillian yes.
1: So there are doctors mm. and then there are doctors who will tell you what you want to hear.
2: Okay. This isn't what Kate. Once again, this is not what Katie has asked. Okay. Put aside your scepticism. Yes. And are you telling me I'm wrong about these people? No, no, no. no. I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm being completely neutral on this subject. Completely neutral. I'm just trying to ask the question that Katie asked. Because has. I don't think Katie is one. You know, I, th- I think... Um, I think she did the right thing If like, this was written in the wake of it so things could have gone badly wrong in the next few days but in the immediate aftermath she had a minor tummy ache that is worth it though, rather than just saying okay don't worry I'll get a takeaway yes Like, do you think the
1: tummy ache was related to the gluten or do you think it was Anxiety. related to worrying about the gluten <laughs>
2: once again <that's> not the, <laughs> that is not the question that Katie asked us <laughs> please uh, what
1: is the question
2: (laughs) how do you deal with the situation okay let let me let me phrase it completely put in different context for you so you've gone to your father-in-law's he's very excited about a meal yeah You, you walk in he's putting the finishing touches and it is lardons yes well how do you deal with the situation
1: i'd say oh i'm really embarrassed but i can't eat that
2: Okay, we've got to it now. So, you, so you put it into you're the embarrassed one. Yeah, like, they shouldn't be embarrassed. You're embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm mortified. I
1: so mortified that um, you've done this lovely thing, and I've, you know, got my odd lists of um, demands for for whatever reasons that I have. But I've, I really, honestly, don't worry about me. I can have some toast. I, I promise you. I ju- I don't want you to give a single uh, another single thought to what. I'm meeting. You've been in incredibly kind to make this. Why don't you, um, you know, share those portions amongst everyone else? You all enjoy and please. It would be my pleasure. It, it, the, the thing that will make me the happiest if, is if you do not think about me and my requirements.
2: And there, Katie, finally, you have your answer. <laughs>
1: And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. It is it is good of you. you know, it's very kind. It's very charitable of you to donate this time to us. Makes it worthwhile for us, doesn't it? It does. Thank you. Yeah. Putting us on Patreon makes it even more worthwhile, but if you can't do that, that's, it. that's okay. Yes. We understand. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork and this podcast is dedicated to the memory of Holly Willoughby's time as a This Morning presenter. Podication time. It's like Beetlejuice. We use the name, and here he is. (laughs) Tommy Tiptoes. Oh, my God. Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. (laughs) Hello. It's Tommy Tiptoes here. Do you remember me?
2: Yes. I
1: remember you. Both of you. I remember you. Sorry. I remember seeing you in the street and in the park. And in your homes I've been out on my bicycle Did you see me? I do like a bit of quiet time on my own Do you like it? When you think you're having a bit of quiet time on your own I think you do Disgusting (laughs) I'm going to Brazil soon On an aeroplane I shall sneak past the stewards And stewardesses I shall put my bags up my jumper (laughs) And then I shall sit in the cockpit Around the pilot's neck (laughs) He won't know I'm there Because I'm fleet of foot I should very much like a podication please So that I can listen ...on my way to the airport... ...or when I'm on the beach... ...may I have one around the 10th of October... ...or if not... ...then on the 17th of October instead please... ...if you don't do this Annabelle... (laughs) ...then I shall tell everyone... ...about the terrible things you were doing... ...when you had a dicky tummy... (laughs) (laughs) ...never mind the Mile End incident...
2: ...oh no... Yours with love, mm-hmm. Tommy Tiptoes. Oh, my God. I'm so creeped out right now. <laughs> like, it's quite terrifying, really. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of people would have um, blocked him <laughs> and possibly kept a dossier. <laughs> yeah.
2: Forwarded
1: it, forwarded it on to you know, some hapless... Unit within the police force who don't really mm. know what to do with this kind of thing. But I mean, at least, can, can you, at least, you imagine? This <laughs> would be a paper trail. Tommy
2: Tiptoes, you say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wouldn't it be a paper trail? Would it be an electronic, yeah. an e paper trail? Well, I
2: have to say, mm. it's nice to hear from Tommy it, Tiptoes. It, let's, let's be honest. It was nice. It was. It was really nice. We liked it. We did like it. <laughs> we, we did like it. Dis- <laughs> disgusting oh dear there you
1: we go well have a wonderful time
2: yeah have a nice holiday
1: <laughs> and um if you'd like a dedication <laughs> you a can podi- start that voice now. podication <laughs> yeah. it's not a dedication no no nope. we call that a podication <laughs> um you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com
0: even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things